Hello to all current and future shareholders of BitFrontier Capital Holdings, ticker symbol BFCH. And welcome back to the first installment of Crypto Submerged of 2024. We are back with me, your host, Darren Leslie, and here to join me in discussing some pretty significant company updates, uh, as well as an overview discussion of the recent Bitcoin ETF approval is my co-host and BFCH CEO, Andrew Jilton. How are you today, Mr. Andrew? Um, I'm doing great now that we're actually, you know, doing these podcasts again. We are back. Yes. So um, I think that you need to explain yourself a little bit because um, if last time I checked, we did a podcast about five weeks ago. About five weeks ago. About five weeks ago. And now we have uh, nothing. Yeah. So right right before my my fateful uh, uh, short vacation. Yeah. yeah, The worst vacation of your life. (laughs) Oh, The last time I talked to you and you need to tell everybody this story because it's pretty relevant. Uh, the last time I talked to you, you were in the car with your parents yeah. and I had never spoken to them before. Yeah. And I got to hear, you know, your dad actually speak, which is amazing. Yeah. And your mom Scottish. and then you guys, yeah, full Scottish. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, the next thing you know, yeah. I don't hear from you. Yeah. We, uh, we had to take a little bit of a break for, uh, some, uh, personal health reasons. Um, we'll, we'll call it a, um, Minor scare would be would be an understatement, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was a, there was a, a an emergency uh, medical situation while I was while I was traveling, and, and we could joke about it now because yes. um, I mean the fact you almost died is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, much I'm in very good health right now. In fact, uh, despite being in and out of the hospital multiple times out since of a then, Mexican hospital. Yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, yeah, it was it was a scary probably forty hour period, and then obviously the the. The um the slow uh, rehabilitation after that was was pretty awful, mostly for the fact be- that I can't be slow and don't know how to slow down. But right, um, yeah, it was it was a little bit a little bit rough, and we can laugh about it now because I am doing much better. Yes, you are. You know, my most recent uh, checkups have been pretty much clean bill of health. Good. Um, still not one hundred percent certain exactly what happened. Maybe I drank too much of the Mexican water. Right. Um, by which I mean cerveza and, and margarita. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, if that was the only reason, then um then it would be easy to fix. That's obviously not. But I don't think that um, was it. No, but, um, but yeah, and obviously some through the, through word of mouth, some of our, our viewers and listeners did actually find out either, either spoken to you or um, <clears throat> potentially had kind of cottoned on that something wasn't quite right. Right. Um, so I appreciate all of the, the love and support that was, that was sent out by, um, by a few people. Yeah. Um, I was about to post your address, see if you got flowers and stuff, but, <laughs> but it didn't, yeah. uh, we decided yeah. against it. Mariah was like, no, 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 don't do that. Yeah. yeah. yeah but no, I am, um, I'm back, been back for probably full, full strength for going on two weeks now. Mm-hmm. I would say about two weeks, but, um, but yeah, we needed to just, uh, back up a little bit. I wasn't obviously able to come out and, right. um, and do things properly. And, um, we wanted to we wanted to make sure that the next or the first installment of 2024 was was done properly and good and and here we are yeah finally um, I'm glad it's 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 been a really hard time especially without you here I mean everybody knows that everybody could tell right away especially the people who had bought and we're like what's going on with this and I'm like I'm I'm doing the best I can <laughs> um but yeah. but the nice thing is is you're okay and that was the important thing and everybody was of course asking mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's just really nice to to be back and 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 you kind of walked back into a buzzsaw with everything that we have going changes wise, but yeah. they're all things we've been talking about and alluding to and hinting at and going around in circles about, but now it's actually here. Yeah. So um my my job is now incredibly difficult. Yeah. Well, not your, that it was your, easy. Your but. your job is is 
finally start to pivot away from yes. um, what, you know, the stuff that- The day-to-day. The day-to-day -day stuff, exactly. And, and more on being a CEO and, and, and moving the needle of the company forward, which obviously has always been the end goal, but- right. Um, still in these fairly early start early stages of um of of starting this this project it was important that you're on the ground with uh with myself Everything. with Ellison, with Sam with Matt with with all of the team right um but thankfully um we seem to be in a, in a better place with everyone you know running the program and allowing you to be able to now <laughs> to now, now focus do my on, actual job right yeah yeah it's it's been uh you know, people ask, like, you know, how has this been? And it, it's been in a very unique journey, like mm -hmm. to say the least, right? Um, when Tom Corker and I sort of hatched this idea together, we were, you know, we we had a we had a, a path forward, right? And then we were approached about taking over Bit Frontier, mm -hmm. and of course we were like, hell no, that thing's no, we're good, and you know, but. Then we thought about it and we started talking with, with, uh, Mr. Mutual and, you know, at first, you know, he doesn't know us, we don't know him and, and we're kind of apprehensive about one another. Um, but, but Tom and I really thought about it and we spent a lot of hours on the phone sort of debating on what, what to do in which way. And it was kind of like one of those moments where it was like, well, let's, let's see where this goes because, you know, Tom has taken, I, I, I think four companies public, I, mm. I believe. And, uh, the fifth before it went public, he sold off, um, which I, which I know was probably his most successful venture. And, and I'm sorry to cut you off, but people probably don't realize how, um, amazing it is to have somebody of, of Tom Corker's stature in the business, uh, the business world on, on our side. No, they, they, um, they don't, they don't know who he is yet. We've, we've threatened, we've threatened a couple of times to bring him on the show and he's, um, probably a little bit more open to it than, than our other Tom, Tom Elson. But, right. Right. Um, still, still is like, yeah, maybe, maybe another time. <laughs> yeah. He, 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 we, people don't realize who he actually is yet. Yeah. Um, we're, I'm, I'm going to not force him, but respectfully insist that he, uh, come on and, and, and we, and we talk to him because it's important that people understand exactly who's a part of this company. Yeah. They don't, they don't know who he is. They don't know what he's accomplished. They can Google him. You can go watch him on YouTube. You can see all of the companies that he's been a part of. But the important thing is, 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 you know, yes, he's accomplished a lot of great things and, and that's awesome. And I'm incredibly lucky to call him a friend. He's a, he's a mentor, but he is the one in the behind the scenes that is moving the pieces around the chessboard. Yeah. And that's what people need to understand. Like I have a lot of great ideas or what I consider great ideas for moving the business forward, getting sales up, you know, doing all the things, finding the right people, which, which has been great. And, and that's, that's my job. But you know, having somebody with, with actual NASDAQ experience, uh, you know, several times and raising yeah. money and doing all of that. And then, you know, sort of handling the success and the trappings of success. And, and that's, that's what people don't understand is, is we had no intention of taking over a pink, pink sheet company. Right. It became when the opportunity presented itself and the, and then after working with, honestly, with working with, with Mr. Mutual, it, that's what made it made it 
work. And that's what made this whole thing happen. And, you know, it took a long time, but we got to the point where, where, where Jeff came to us and was like, look, the only way this company is going to move forward is if we get rid of all of these convertible notes. And that's what we did. And and he was like, yeah, great. And I'll do it. And I believe so much in what you guys are trying to do. I will give it to you at like, what, a $26 million valuation, which is amazing. Yeah. Right. That, that That's amazing. Yeah. And, and, and Tom, you know, he was like, we have no choice. Like, move forward, yeah. figure this out, work out the details, <clears throat> and then let let's march this forward. Because remember, everybody, we 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 do have some negative retained earnings as well, right? Which are which is uh, I had to ask my CPA to be honest with you, but but you know that's a big plus for you know positive earnings because negative earnings offset positive ones. So that's how just, that works. That's how that works. <laughs> so so you know we're incredibly fortunate. To, to have an investor like Jeff, who is really, you know, he bent over backwards and sideways to make this thing work. Um, we're even more, sorry, Jeff, more, more fortunate to have a chairman like, like Tom Corker, who has been there, done that and got all the t-shirts that we would need in order to push this company forward and be successful. Yeah. And, you know, now we actually have, you know, some progress on things. We're going to to discuss in great detail next week on next week's podcast, the yeah. earnings and all of that. But but we are doing better than we expected. We have our site operational in Texas. After the uh, next week's earnings, we're going to do that whole video where we have all the machines in there and everybody can see, yeah. you know, the drone and all that stuff flying around. Yeah. Um, which so everybody can see what's going on in Texas. We're going to go over all the financial details of Texas and what yeah. we have done and what we are going to do. And then we're going to talk about the next thing, the mining pool. And, uh, some really exciting stuff for the mining pool. Really, really exciting stuff. Yeah. You know, you know, the the interesting part is that a lot of these pieces are coming together from that, that real downtime during the middle of the year when, you know, it was the coldest crypto winter that anyone has ever seen. And we weren't just hiding underneath our, uh, our desks and praying for the best. We were, we were trying to find ways to, 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 to keep things moving forward. And, and I think that the mining pool in particular is something that uh, the mining pool and obviously some of our um, our direct partnerships with other air-cooled um, hosting partners, right. those are probably the two of, two of the biggest things that um, will be huge revenue generators for the company mm-hmm. um, in the very immediate future. Um, the mining pool might take a little bit more time to, to right. get moving, but... Um, some of the relationships that were, that were created during that period of time where there was not a lot happening in the, in the industry are, are, are really starting to show and, and come to the front and will put us in a, a wonderful position with uh, with the mine and pool very quickly. Well, you're exactly right because, you know, we we hit that third quarter and it was like we we were struggling to get, you know, onesie twosie sales done. Mm-hmm. And we, we really took the time though, rather than sitting around feeling sorry for ourselves, you know, we, we really took the time to invest into other parts of the business and, and, in areas that we knew could grow because, you know, one of the questions we, we often get, you know, from the previous, uh, investor group would get these messages. Sam is always like, yeah, this the people, people are saying this or people are saying that, you know, but everybody's like, why didn't, why aren't you mining? Yeah. You know, that's like the number one question. I know you get that one emailed to you often. Why aren't you mining? Times a day. Well, yeah. Um, well, the answer is very simple. And it's it's something that I want it's a it's something that I want people to understand. And maybe we're gonna need to do our own podcast about this. But for the previous investors, I I, I just want to address this quickly. The previous investors 
always bring up, why aren't we mining? Why aren't we mining? Why aren't we mining? Right? Well, the answer is very simple. Um, number one, um, do you have $2 million just like sitting around? Because I, I don't. I, I don't have it, no. No, Sorry. it's all invested into this company. Everything yeah. that, I, that I've made is going right back in. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's problem one is we don't have the capital. Um, problem two is what, what people really don't understand. And I could show you this on charts and the whole thing. But had BitFrontier <laughs> actually started mining when they bought all those machines, and I can't find any invoices. I can't find the wire transfers. I can't find proof of everything. So I don't even know what the reality is. I can just look back at the at the period of time. And I would wager to say that those miners were probably between eight and ten thousand dollars for what they purchased. <laughs> and what what people don't understand is that Bit Frontier would be bankrupt. Right. It would be gone had they started mining because when the price of Bitcoin went hit 65,000, we would have been looking good. Yeah. We would have been looking great. <clears throat> what do you think would have happened, though, when Bitcoin was at 17,000? Would, would have been a tough period. You would have been, let's see, losing $3 per day per miner. And then... Depending on your power rate. Depending on your power rate. And I can't remember what their power rate was at the facility that they, they got, but... I know it's going to probably ruffle some feathers when I say this, but here's a fact, everybody, all previous investors. BitFrontier probably wouldn't be here if, it, if, if the other group would have, would have run, this, run the company and they would have turned those miners on. And, you know, we can go into detail of that. And so, you know, we, we look back, we see the mistakes that were made, um, and we're not in a giant race to repeat them. Right. You know, you know, so so we had to think about things differently, and we had to come th at things from a different angle because we didn't have a bunch of money. I didn't get a million and a half or two million dollars from an investor to put up. I had to do this by myself, everybody. Right, and that's what I did. I beg borrowed and did all everything I could to get as much my hands on as much capital as possible so that I could grow this company. Mm. And so, you know, in response to the folks that are like, "Why aren't you mining?" Well, instead, I made a mining pool which means we collect a small little tiny percentage of all of the miners that we get connected, except we've done it from a different angle. And we're going to go into great detail about that. And we're going to have a guy on here. His name is Jason. He's yep. going to explain to you exactly what we've accomplished. But with that being said, you know, we have to think about things differently. It's a different time. It's not two years ago. It's not three years ago. It's not five years ago. We're headed into the newest having event right now in 2024 everybody it's january 24th today okay in three well in 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 three months 90 days from now we're right about the time that the having is going to occur mm -hmm. and i feel like we're in for the biggest bull run that we've ever experienced and things are going to change the prices are going to go back up bitcoin's going to probably surge all of the altcoins will probably be way up there as well and we're what people need to understand is we are literally in the right place, right time with the yeah. right infrastructure. And we're growing. We've got a lot of ideas in the pipeline. Mm -hmm. Some are, some are coming out. Some are, some are just getting started. And what people need to understand is it's always one foot in front of the other. Right. You know, it's not always going to be pretty. We're not always going to have good quarters. Yeah. We're going to have shitty ones. Yeah. And that's what the third quarter was. It was awful. Yeah. But our fourth quarter was fine. Yeah. We did great. Good enough. Yeah. We always want to do better, but... Yeah.
<laughs> um, we saw the, um, this is topical for, for the topic uh, mm. or for the discussion, but we saw a fairly large jump um, across the board. Oh, yeah. Um, post um, Bitcoin uh, ETF approval, which again, we'll talk about a little bit more. Right. Um, it it kind of gave everybody that knows the industry that little, that little boost. That, that little glimmer. That little glimmer. Uh-huh. That obviously, the, the prices dropped. And I think everyone that, that was smart enough knew that was probably going to happen. Right. Um, you know, market hysteria, people that don't know what they're doing coming in and buying straight away and um, all the different factors we've talked about in previous podcasts that right. could lead to, you know, a pretty sharp in, uh, increase in the price. But um, it, it gave us a really nice idea of, of what could potentially happen. Right. And it's still, we're still talking hypotheticals, but right. um, I think it put enough confidence in the people within the industry to think this could be a really, really big year for everyone well, in, in crypto. A hundred percent. And and I asked Keith again this morning, still has not been able to source any crystal balls. <laughs> so we we don't know what's going to happen in the future. But like I said, <clears throat> I truly feel we're headed into the biggest bull market that, w- that we've ever experienced. Mm. Just because of today's topic. And I think that that is going to be the largest driving force ever. Because the having is always the, uh, ha- an event in itself. Yeah. It's always a major, major event. But for the first time now in the U.S. market, you can now buy a crypto ETF. Yeah. And from what I remember reading, everyone who applied with yeah. the SEC got an approval. Yeah. So let's just let's just start right there. January 10th. January 10th. Biggest news in the crypto industry for biggest positive news in the crypto industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for, for quite some time. In fact, ironically, I wasn't around about <clears throat> this time last year that our, that that our, our boy... Uh, uh, good boy, uh, FTX, <laughs> yeah. Mr. FTX happened. Yeah, yes. um, yeah. yeah. and uh, the entire market yeah. really fell apart. So uh, perfect time in SEC mm-hmm. for your approval. Uh, January 10th, approved all 11 outstanding uh, applications for spot Bitcoin ETFs. And that obviously included massive firms like BlackRock, Grayscale, yeah. Fidelity, um, to begin uh, trading as soon as as soon as that Thursday, which um, <clears throat> led to significant sums of money. As we were talking, I was trying to bring up the one article that, that I did have that mm-hmm. managed to click off during here, um, but brought in significant sums of money into the, into the market. Um, and... As we said, gave Bitcoin a significant jump in price. I think at one point did we hit 40, 48? I know we I, hit forty seven for sure. Yeah, we were we were um, doing quite well. For I wasn't a even looking. I wasn't looking for two reasons. One, because I didn't want it to stop. I didn't want to look. I just wanted to, somebody to tell me it keeps rising. Right, right. But number two, I knew it was going to come down eventually. And, no, and no. now I know we're probably somewhere below uh below forty. But um it, it was the catalyst to what again that we believe is gonna happen later later on this year. So a good topical um, piece for us to to discuss and um, talking with some of our customers, you know, we get on the phone and we get, we get dragged to these conversations and sometimes it's just purely crypto. Sometimes it's about, about other stuff, but <clears throat> most people in the last couple of weeks have been asking, what's your, what's your view? What do you think? And, and some of them just, you know, outright, what, what the heck, what the heck does it mean? So we're going to touch a little bit on, on exactly what, what the uh, the the Bitcoin uh, ETF approval means for the market, mm-hmm. um, and because we're very balanced, we'll look at both positive and we'll, we'll discuss some potentially um, potential downsides. But for the most part, this is a pretty pretty positive step in the. Uh, it's huge, man! Yeah. It's huge. Like you can now buy crypto on a stock exchange. Right. I mean, what else do we need? What else? I mean, how much more legitimacy does everybody want to see? Right. Think about it. 
you've just legitimized everything we're doing. The wild, wild west yeah. is slowly becoming a legitimate business. Yeah. Now there's still a lot of, you know, wild, wild west to it, but it is starting to become a mainstream product. Right. And I would anticipate, hope I'm hoping actually, something besides Bitcoin becomes a bit more commonplace. Right. Ethereum? Ethereum, Ethereum. Yeah, I mean, it, it's always good, you know, uh, and I think like, for some reason, Doge is in my brain right now. Because yeah. I, I know that, well, I think it was, that was just an Elon Musk thing, wasn't yeah. it? Where they were accepting them to buy uh, Teslas and whatnot. Yes. But, <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I just, you know, I, I don't think Caspa is going anywhere. I mean, it's so fast. Yeah. It's so amazing that way. I mean, Kadena was was my favorite, but I, I think Casper's sort of taking over that. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know. I just, I think there's a lot. We're going to have a lot of really happy customers if Casper does uh, does pop, ourselves we, included. Yes, um, yes. Because um, it does have a lot of potential for growth. And mm-hmm. I, I, there's, you know, if you want to listen to the analysts, the people that have some level of a crystal ball, right. $1, $1.50 for Casper mm-hmm. um, would would turn some significant profits for um, for those people that, that got in early enough to, oh, yeah. to start mining Casper. Think about that. Know, middle to the start of this year. But but again, it's always that same argument, man. If Bitcoin's <clears throat> at a hundred thousand, where's Casper going to be? Right. Where where's where's Kadena going to be? Where's pick one? Where's right. it going to be? Yeah. Where where's Litecoin going to be? Yeah. So, um, so what is an ETF? Exchange traded funds. Yep. Um, it's obviously a financial product. We talked a little bit about about that. Um. As you said, the most important part is that it allows investors um, to gain exposure to the cryptocurrency without directly owning it. Right. Okay? Right. Um, like you said, we're now you're able to trade um, on traditional stock exchanges. It makes them accessible to a wide range of uh, a much wider range of investors, um, and it brings a level of security and comfort uh, more than anything else to to the market. And I think that that's a that's a huge a huge piece in terms of its significance. I mean, if we dive into why the approval of Bitcoin ETF is such a hot topic in the in the crypto the crypto community. Um, how how do you see how do you think their their approval could impact the overall the overall crypto market? And you've talked about the the significance of it being now the timing of now um, heading into a having a mm-hmm. uh, having year. There's obviously an, an element of timing that is almost perfect, right? Um, but how how do we see this? It's a little coincidental, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Overall, improve improving the the overall um, impact of of the crypto market. Well, the first things first. Let <clears throat> let's face it. Bitcoin's hard as hell to buy. Right. Like it, unless you do this every day, yeah. you know, and are comfortable wire transferring off hundreds of thousands of dollars into a, another account where you buy some you know, electric money and then you send it off to China and get paid. Like it, it, it could be a little bit daunting. Yeah. Now, now, now think about it. Okay. So the guys in, you know, my age group, you know, starting to have some money, have money mm-hmm. in some instances, your age group, maybe a little bit less, but like the people, the generation older than me and the generation older than them, the tenure, you know, those are the people with the money. Right. And and yes, there's obviously very intelligent people out there who buy the shit out of Bitcoin and and have no problem with it. But like my parents, could your parents buy Bitcoin? Right. I mean, no. I, I think yeah. I I I I think mine can only because of me. Yeah. 
And my parents wouldn't know where to start. Yeah, my they, parents aren't wouldn't particularly know um, how to how to deal with in the stock exchange either. But they'd have a lot more of an understanding of that. Yeah, right. Than right. By Bitcoin. So right. I take yeah, your, exactly. I take your point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean. I mean. Let's face it. An ETF does what <laughs> what is really really difficult. It 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 close it bridges the gap between like holy shit, do I buy this crazy electronic money and invest into it because it's pretend and it makes it more real, right? right? Because now you could just go, I could go buy that ETF. I could sell it within minutes if I wanted to. And, and that's, that's what it does is it really brings that bridges the gap between, Oh shit, is this real to, I can do this. Yeah. You know, I think the biggest, the biggest piece and probably the scariest part for people that don't understand the market is the unregulated aspect of the yeah. crypto market. Yeah. And essentially what this does is it provides a regulated and accessible entry point for retail investors. Mm-hmm. No problem. I mean, you're going to find more retail investors that um, are okay currently mm-hmm. in, uh, purchasing and investing um, in Bitcoin, but above anything else, it's, an, it's a regulated entry point for institutional investors. Who yes. Let's be frank. May have been very hesitant to venture into the crypto space previously, um, and that influx of institutional capital. I mean, it could, and we believe should provide an increased liquidity, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully, and what we're 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 going to see heading towards the having is is price stability in the Bitcoin market. Well, yeah. I mean, all of this. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Is you, you got big dollars coming in from big banks now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not not that, and let's be honest. Like big banks, they're already in crypto; right. they they already have it. But but now it's the pensions and the hedge funds and the those companies that that were kind of like eh, it doesn't fit within our guidelines, or we can only do a very tiny percentage of our overall uh, uh, investment strategy includes crypto. Right, and so now it's it totally legitimizes everything and it makes it far more accessible. Yeah. This wasn't an overnight decision, obviously. We've no. we, we've been talking about this for for quite a while, and the, the approval process involved mm-hmm. navigating, you know, multiple different layers, uh, regulatory frameworks. Um, historically, the SEC was was always cautious about uh, granting approval, um, mostly due to concerns over probably market manipulation right. um, and investor protection. I think those are those are two of the, the biggest arguments against the approval. But um, we had we had started to see a shift in sentiment towards the tail end of 2023, and it became almost inevitable, I would say, that mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> with some positive developments within the SEC, that um, they were warming up to the idea. And, and of course, like we said, January 10th was the day that was it was made official and it didn't come as a huge surprise by that point it right. was not um probably more public news that, that that was coming right um but um but of course if, uh, that needs to happen we can talk about it happen and talk about it happen like we're talking about the having having and right. the price the price rocket but until it happens it's not real so exactly, um, exactly. A, a monumentous day in in uh, um in the crypto industry um assuming that um well, let me let me rephrase the question. What kind of impact do you think that the ETF approval could have on the broader market? And you kind of talked about potential further um, spot ETF approvals. Right. Um, you know, we touched a little bit on <clears throat> the, uh, the the price stability in Bitcoin, I think, is, is a huge component. But are there any other impacts you think it could have on the broader crypto market? Well... Obviously, with an influx of capital, there's an influx of capital. Right. And increased demand. You're right, yeah. right. I mean, the increased demand decreases the supply, which drives the price up. I mean, 
it's uh like uh, uh you know ninth grade economics 101 stuff <laughs> yeah uh, i mean but it, it also adds the increased capital all also adds increased stability because you know unless people are just constantly trading in and out of these things which is not the way that normal traders are generally speaking traders right. are going to be you know mom and pops and hedge funds and things they're not looking to day trade in yeah. etf yeah they're they're more looking to day trade stocks generally speaking right yeah. but i i just i just feel like it's i mean it's just you've opened the floodgates yeah to 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 just billions and billions and billions of dollars yeah and we 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 talk about the influence of of the media <clears throat> in the market and obviously um this has been something that has been high profile within the the general media. Obviously, our media is mm -hmm. kind of um, engulfed with crypto news. But even you know our significant others who, unless it's the algorithm that they talk to us, then all of a sudden they get the same shit that we get. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Mariah's like, "What's this uh, ETF approval thing?" I'm like, "Wow, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, we're, we're so reaching weird. the wider public here. Yes, and, yes. And, uh, yeah. We're educating uh, <laughs> those outside that have no idea what the hell this is." And um, right, but you know, just a, a very small uh, um, sample of of an example of how this uh, the ETF approval can can impact the greater market. Um, and I think that it, that positive sentiment generated by the the approval could also spill over to other cryptocurrencies and essentially lead to a, a pretty bullish market environment. And we did see that, you know, very briefly. Mm -hmm. uh, the, days after the the approval, there was what we probably would be easy to call a, a mini bull. Was a mini bull run, but a mini bullish market. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, it warmed up. It, yeah. it definitely, it definitely did. And I don't. I don't think it's it's crypto news that's holding it down right now. I think it's just general, yeah. you know, what's going on in the world right yeah. now that's that's sort of making the price bounce around a little bit. Well, it's the beginning of the year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and, and keep in mind, there's, you know, there's a lot of tax planning goes in right at the yeah. end of the year. So we don't know what what's, what's happening with, you know, um, and I don't know about everybody else around the country and where, where you are, but inflation is hitting a little hard right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're just a normal person, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's a little, it's a, put a little damper on things. Um, but I just, uh, you know, the, the longer time goes on, Christmas gets paid off, all of those things start coming through, then people have money to start investing. Right. And I've got to believe some is going to go into this. I mean, I, I, you know, the timing, the January approval kind of is like, okay, yeah. I mean, I don't want to sit here and have conspiracy theories, but, yeah. you know, I'm sure the U.S. government owns a ton of cryptocurrency. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, we're going to go ahead and approve this now. <laughs> but so, so what I'm hearing you say is that this would be the perfect time to, if you're looking to invest 50% into BFCH and 50% into, into that, your yeah. That sounds like a great business <laughs> investment strategy from, from my side. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, of course, uh, we are not financial advisors, so no, weigh, weigh, weigh the, your own, in your own risk before making any investments in right. anything. Right. We always want to um, discuss potential challenges and risks. And it's it's interesting because this, you know, it's hard to really see much negative with this because it is is such a such a huge step for, for the crypto industry. But, right. um, you know, things to consider. Mm -hmm. um, there's always there's always a period of correction. Yes. Um, and I think one of the you main just concerns. Doesn't go up? Right. Right. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's obviously a potential for market manipulation. Yep. You might have seen a little bit of that. Yeah. <clears throat> obviously the the huge jump to 
oh, all of a sudden we've dropped pretty quick. Some people were making a quick buck and, mm-hmm. and doing very well. Um, Makes you wonder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but there's always a risk of a market correction if the hype, right. obviously, surrounding the ETF approval doesn't align with the, the fundamentals of the crypto market. And, you know, there is <clears throat> there is a possibility, and we, we don't want to um, throw this into the universe too much, but there is a possibility that, um, you know, there is a huge market correction mm-hmm. um, post ETF approval, which we saw a little bit mm-hmm. um, that could potentially impact um, as we get closer to the having the price of the price of Bitcoin, which, you know, it's no secret that the, the price needs to jump mm-hmm. pretty significantly to um, to keep business strong. Right. Um, and uh, that's what we anticipate and certainly that we, we, we obviously hope to see. Well, I, I, honestly, I, I attribute a lot you know, this is this, my, you know, my opinion in five bucks will get you a small cup of coffee from Starbucks. But, um, I, I honestly, I just thought the ETF, it ran up like people made 20, 30% on their money. You know, the, you know, we don't know when people got in, we don't know mm-hmm. when, when, you know, what price they paid, you know, we don't know any of the details, but it, it goes running up 20, 25% in a week. People took their money. Like, yeah. That's a good profit. Yeah. Think about that. You put in you put in ten thousand dollars. You had twelve thousand five hundred in, in a week and a half. Like, yeah, don't take that. It's don't not take that. Expert. No, no. And and <clears throat> I I just feel like as as things loosen up, as the economy continues to improve, so will this. Yeah. So will this. I mean, stock market just hit its all time high. Yeah. I mean, at some point, people are going to start rotating out of the massive stocks out there and put it into, in you know, things that are overbought. Right. And, you know, because that's what happens when something hits all time high, you know, something's <laughs> got to be overbought. Yeah. And, and they start, and they start to invest into things that are oversold. Right. And I, I have a feeling, you know, this, this, well, I, I, I feel like our company is one of those, but right. I, I definitely feel that the ETFs are another one. Because I, I pulled up a, a quick chart here mm-hmm. and, and Sam and Matthew could put it up on the screen for everybody if they want. Yeah. But but look, it it it, it came out January eleventh, hit forty six dollars mm. a share. Uh and then it and then it crashed down to, to thirty nine. Right. So it, it lost uh what, twelve percent, thirteen, fifteen percent in that range of its value. Now, again, I don't know why, right. but I mean, a big jump like this. I mean, I've seen these before. They look like IPOs. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I remember when a few other companies went public. Yeah. Um, it just, yeah. I mean, it's not, not like a new thing. Right. right. So I, I just think this is the beginning. We're going to have good days and bad days, just like everything else. And we just need to be patient. I agree. I agree. Um, we're kind of drawn to a close for today's episode. It's uh it's a, no, I wouldn't say short and sweet. It's about our, about our normal, but, um, no, we're only on a half an hour. This is way short for us. Oh, yeah? We normally blabber on for wow. like another half an hour. We're, we're out of practice just getting on here and just talking. It's because we haven't had two whiskeys before we go on. It's what? It's <laughs> 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 on that point. <laughs> we haven't had two whiskeys. Yeah, we, sure, we, haven't yeah. Had yeah. we haven't had any whiskeys before. We don't, we don't normally go on dick, no. drink whiskey, no. I know you're uh, always talking about we should do that one night, but I don't yeah. I don't know how. Yeah. yeah. Maybe when we get like a like a really cool guest or something. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Uh, we'll get Corker. Yeah, Corker will drink do. a he'll drink a whiskey. He'll, and drink, smoke a, he'll drink a wine. A wine. A okay. red wine. Yeah. He, at the heat. Yeah. When we're hanging out, he yeah. Yeah. I'll drink a beer. He'll okay. have a wine. So anyway, it's a big, it's a big, it's a crucial topic. Um, we're going to talk more about this, obviously getting closer to the halving. It's going to be something that is, that is 
continues to be topical, um, but it's a huge step. And mm-hmm. I think there's some alignment there between uh, the ETF and BFCH. We're taking huge steps. This mm-hmm. this announcement, um, obviously, um, with uh, with Jeffrey Mutual is is a, is a massive step for the company. It's super exciting. Right. Um, oh, I, I I just forgot the one that we just announced today too. I mean, we need to recognize the fact we did just lower the authorized share count by 29.6%. And the reason that I, I, I said 30 and Peter was like, no, it's 29.6, it's not 30. <laughs> uh, I, I call it 30%, guys, but I know somebody will correct me out there. But we, we, we again, we're, we're just moving forward, right? right? We, we have the audit that we just, I just signed up with the guy today. Um, I'm going to, we'll announce him next week once I get the contract back from him. Mm-hmm. Um, the 15C211 obviously is included in that process. The uplisting of the QB is in result of that process. Mm-hmm. And we're just trying to get, you know, things move forward. And one of the things we needed to do was to reduce the authorized share count so that we can show people, look, we're not just going straight back to where we, where we were right now. There's still shares to be issued to you know people like yourself. We were just talking about before we, we, we started recording, but but this is the first step. And yeah. and and we are cleaning the books. We are working every single day at making things, you know, better. And, you know, like we alluded to at the beginning part of the show, you know, I'm actually able to do this new job, my actual job. And and it's been a job that I've been learning and trying to understand because this, like we talked about, wasn't the initial plan, but it became the, the, the plan and now it is the plan and now we're here and now we're here for good. Yeah, the irony of that is that you were just able to start doing your 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 stuff and then uh, I had my little uh, yeah, yeah. my little uh, oopsie or ouchie. Yeah, you had your little ouchie. <laughs> I was like, just rub some dirt on it. Get back to work, man. I got you. <laughs> I got things to do. Here we are. But here we are. Uh, back to sales. Um, so, which is great. And, and we look forward to it all. I have all the paperwork signed. We mailed it off to the Secretary of State. We're getting everything done accordingly. Mm-hmm. And we're just waiting. <laughs> I don't think we really got into, you know, just how important um, or the reason why um, the reduction in authorized shares. We want to touch a little bit on on that too. Well, obviously, part of what we're doing here is restructuring everything. And when uh, the investor agreed to get rid of all of his uh, principal and interest payments, exchange it all for an equity position, that changed everything. And so what we wanted to do is give investors some confidence, knowing that we're not just going to head back to the same dilution cliff that we are essentially on. So instead of there being what I like to call a billion shares outstanding or authorized, excuse me, um, 995 million is the exact number for, for, uh, Peter out there who's probably (laughs) correcting me right now. Um, we wanted to boost investor confidence and we wanted to show that we're going to get rid of all of the unnecessary shares. And, you know, so at least right now we have a cap of, of uh, 30% less than when, when we started yesterday. And that's, you know, uh, just one more step, one more example of how we're turning the ship. We're, we're, we're doing what we're saying and we're saying what we're doing and, and everything is lining up because that's the important part is, is one of the things I've learned is we have to be transparent and we have to tell people what's going on, both good and bad. And it was the first reason for the podcast. (laughs) It was, it was the reason. Yeah. And as we go through the, you know, the audit and, you know, we're going to give updates as we have, uh, the, the, uh, uh, more information about Texas. We're going to, we're going to do that. When we have our air hosted partner on, we're going to show more of that. (laughs) It's just a matter of, you know, first things first, we got to get 
We got to get the, the house cleaned up on the inside before we start going on and on about the outside. Yeah. You know, we can only do so much at a single time. We don't have an unlimited budget and there's only about seven or eight of us. Right. So three of us are full-time. Three of us are full-time, you know, technically. Sam uh, and Matthew work pretty much full-time for us too. But. Yeah. Yeah. Sam and Matthew do the best they can with, yeah. with what we've got to work with, um, you know, and people just need to understand, you know, this, the, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day and neither will this. Right. But <laughs> we've we've definitely done some foundational work in the past few months. So yeah. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. Beautifully said. I think it's a perfect um, end to today's podcast. Um, appreciate your time. Oh, yeah. Thanks again to all of our viewers, listeners, watchers, whatever you want to call yourself. Yeah. Um, we really, really appreciate it. And we really appreciate the, the positive feedback. I did have, I don't, think, don't even think I've shared this with you. I did have somebody reach out from Sweden who was Sweet. listening to the podcast uh-huh. and while out for a morning run and they want to introduce me to a friend of theirs that um, has a pretty cool story. So we'll, we'll probably uh, bring them on to share their story at some point in, yeah, in awesome. the next little while. But we're, we're always looking for, you know, cool people to bring on um, stories. Are you running a mine? You want to talk about your mind? Like, you know, reach out to us. We're, 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 we're here. We're just, we're just talking about crypto stuff. We're not, you know, we're not getting crazy on, on things here, but right. I think there's a, there's an opportunity um, for us to, uh, to extend the invitation to the podcast is, is basically what I'm trying to say, but yeah. And, and <clears throat> as usual, if anybody has any more topics, we did, we did hear, we, I, I did actually communicate with one of the old investors, you mm. know, um, who had been, who, who, uh, got through to Sam and Sam was like, Hey, I talked to this guy. And, um, so I, you know, not everybody is, is adversarial. Not everybody is, is, is after us. We, we definitely have, uh, you know, the both sides love and hate uh, against us, yeah. which is fine, you know? Um, but everybody's trying, everybody's moving forward. Um, if anybody has any more ideas yeah. or, Hey, if you want to come on the show, yeah. You know, you, we, we, we would welcome it. Email Darren at asicminersus.com. So, Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button or wherever you're looking or listening at us on the interweb. Like it, subscribe it, follow us, tag us, story us, yeah. tweet us, TikTok us. Is that a thing? something about TikTok. I don't know. I don't know. TikTok, don't uh, TikTok us. Not my world. Not my, mine either. But although <laughs> Snapchat, 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 not my world either. But, not, not, no. Yeah, but you can snap us or yeah. chat us or whatever you want to do. <laughs> I don't care. As long as you guys like and subscribe, leave a comment below. We love it. Reach out to Darren for more information. And if not, have a great day. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you.